Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here's the Ed McMahon to my Johnny Carson, my friend Eddie. How you doing, Eddie? I'm I'm doing great. I know I always say that, but really I'm doing great because I love doing this podcast. And I, I guess I'll be Ed McMahon. Do you know why I called you Ed McMahon? I don't think I do. Why? He's in this book. He's oh, in. yes, that's why. Oh, very good, clever, James B. Look at me missing the first thing I should have had. It's all good. It's not like you read the book probably what, tw- <laughs> twice. <laughs> at least twice. Well, you can redeem yourself by proving to us that you read the book and tell us a little bit what happened in this issue. Oh, this is a juicy issue. I'll be more than happy to tell you about it. All right, here we go. Spider-Man, or as J. Jonah Jameson would say, that masked creep is out stopping some criminals from robbing an office. And as a thanks, a generic office worker man alludes to Spider-Man being also a dangerous criminal. (laughs) J. Jonah Jameson and his baddie Annie Spider editorials are bugging Spider-Man as he swings away from the office because he feels all other superheroes are revered while he is vilified. Uh, Upon arriving back to his apartment, Harry informs Peter that Aunt May has had a heart attack. Peter rushes to see her and feels guilty about not spending more time with his sickly aunt. He goes to school and his professor tells him his grades are declining. Gwen invites him to a party and he turns her down because he has to study. Upon arriving home, he turns on the TV to relax to see J. Jonah Jameson once again attacking Spidey as a menace. The combination of all these things leads Peter to question why he is Spider-Man, and he decides to throw his Spider-Man costume into the trash. So dramatic. The the first half of this comic is so dramatic, James B. Um, I got a question for you, though. Is J. Jonah Jameson right? Is Spider-Man a menace to the public? Is that really what you got out of this issue in the beginning? <laughs> I mean, I, I thought about it for a while, and, like, this is a theme. It resonates. It comes back over and over again, and I just – I had to think about it. Like, he's so bent on it, and so much of the public is convinced by him that he is a menace. I don't know. What do you think? I think you're missing the entire point of this issue. Speaking of missing, you actually missed the issue number and the title as well, so Uh-oh. I'll jump in here <laughs> – Since this is one of the most famous issues of all time, this is issue 50, and it's called Spider-Man No More. And Eddie, it's not about is Spider-Man a menace to the public. This whole issue is about should Peter Parker be Spider-Man? That's what the whole debate is. It's I'm going to just take the side if he's not a menace to the public. If you want to take the other side real quick, you can let me know that he's a menace. Do you you feel he is? I mean, there's a few things that I think are notable in J. Jonah Jameson's argument, unfortunately. And kind of in a Spider-Man world and in like a world that isn't quite the Spider-Man world, I, I just think, I was I was thinking about all the villains that Spider-Man has battled. And how many times has a villain, maybe initially not gone after Spider-Man, but the second time he battled him, or the third time. Like, would Kraven the Hunter and the Chameleon come back to New York City for any other reason than to battle Spider-Man? Uh, There's a lot of villains who are motivated simply to battle Spider-Man, I think. uh, Interesting, interesting point. There's I I'm not going to disagree with you that, yeah, maybe Kraven the Hunter doesn't come to New York unless Spider-Man's here. That's I give you that one. I think I think the the other side of the balance, the scale there is going to be in the favor of him not being a menace, though. I mean, he's are there other people you think that are coming to New York just because he's there? Well, when I thought about it, I, I, you know, people who 
get out of jail. Like, like if the vulture, we just read about the vulture recently. And if the vulture had been got out of prison a month, you know, a month later before the original vulture too, let me not talk, you know, I'm not talking about uh, Blackie Drago or Drago, whichever one it is. I mean, his whole motivation for getting out of jail was to go back and defeat Spider-Man much like, like, Doc Ock was really motivated when he, the last time we saw him as the master planner. I know he was working on research uh, for whatever he was researching. It was not clear, but he was very happy that that he had the opportunity to go and battle Spider-Man also. I mean, these villains, uh, like, they're causing a lot of chaos in the city simply to go after Spider-Man. I can't think of a villain besides Kraven, though, that doesn't do other things first. Like, the Vulture... No matter which vulture you're talking about, the older or the new, True. is still flying around stealing jewels, as is the Molten Man, and they're not doing it to try to get Spider-Man's attention. True, I, I, initially I should say, but like I, I think like Craven and like like the Scorpion when the Scorpion returns. I mean, it is their goal to defeat Spider-Man first and foremost upon returning. And then maybe they will go and do the other things that they would do if Spider-Man didn't exist. But he certainly is a big draw back to a place where there's a lot, you know, that can be that can be endangered. I mean, if Spider-Man was in a different city, they'd go to that city to fight Spider-Man. So I, J. Jonah, J. he doesn't make this argument. You know, his argument is like, oh, the children aren't going to emulate this criminal. And he, he does he does say that he operates, you know, without answering to anyone which is another that's a more credible point we've kind of talked about but I, I thought about the villains and some of these villains are just really exist to fight spider-man i think at this well, point well i think you brought up some some points i hadn't really thought about and they were well well put together I, <laughs> look I, at me <laughs> yeah i'm still not going to join the yes spider-man's a menace to the public argument that you have but you, you you presented a good case. If this was the case that was handed to you to defend, you you did a good job. Hey. But can we can we can we get back to the real story? Well, oh, literally, right, this right. book is about should Peter Parker uh, give up being Spider-Man? And um, boy, this I think this is a much closer call. I I could I could argue that sure he he should give up. I mean they they hammer home every reason why he he's bad at his studies. He can't do anything with girls. People are mad at him all the time anyway, so he's not getting credit for the good things he does. Uh, Aunt May being sick constantly uh, and all the things she did for him, and he's running around, you know, ignoring her. Yeah. He, he doesn't get any benefits from this at all. There's there's nothing besides the what's going to come back later, you know, the, the reason he started this, was, which was Uncle Ben. Like, he starts it because of that moment in Amazing Fantasy 15, which we covered, you know, 30 podcasts ago. Other than that, it, this is a this is a terrible job. This is a, this is a thankless job, right? I I agree. I mean, he says he feels like a million bucks when he's not worrying about being Spider-Man. He's able to sit on his couch and study. He can go to parties. He can hang out with Aunt May too. And like when he when he sits and grapples with it, I don't think this is you know the reason he's Spider-Man, but he almost convinces himself that he does this you know for the thrill of being Spider-Man. Like you know like like a like a Breaking Bad. You know how right. he, like he yep. ends up being you know I'm doing this because. I actually want to do this, and right. all my other reasons are secondary to it. I, I don't think that's true, but he does, at some level, he does enjoy being Spider-Man a lot, because he can't be. So, 
Yeah, there's a ton of reasons why he shouldn't be Spider-Man. Well, I want to know. I guess he threw his his costume in the garbage. You said. So yeah. What happens after that, Eddie? It it looks like it's over. It was a full page of the garbage to Spider-Man. Uh, after that, we see a little kid finds the costume and rushes into J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, the cheapskate J. Jonah Jameson offers him no reward and happily proclaims the end of Spider-Man. Uh, without fear of a pesky Spider-Man, crime explodes in the city. But Peter feels like a million bucks without his alter ego until he has to save an old endangered warehouse watchman and afterwards has a vision of his old Uncle Ben. With a stoic gaze across the river, he declares, I can never permit one innocent being to come to harm because Spider-Man failed to act. Uh, while this is going on, uh, Foswell makes his move, re-embracing his old identity as the big man. He goes to the newest crime boss in town, the Kingpin, and makes a failed attempt to assassinate him. Peter, uh, after sitting at the river and deciding he's Spider-Man, heads to J. Jonah Jameson's office and reclaims his Spidey costume. He waits in the office to let him know he's back and swims off with a new self-declared mandate to fight crime. And that's where we end in this in this comic. So Spider-Man's back. Yep, he's back. It's like this issue never happened. You can just pick it up. You can pick <laughs> it up from the next one. Except that, you know, I'm sure we're going to see all these characters again because this is a very serial comic. It doesn't really just... It's not an annual. I mean, right? It goes... It's going to right. continue. Hey, um, you mentioned the assassination. It's funny. I had to go back and look at it. I didn't realize that he was going to try to kill... Yeah. I had to go back and read that panel again. That's how... That's how subtly they kind of snuck it in on me. The Kingpin does something, and he's like, hey, I saw you had a gun in your hat, zap. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Like, I, yeah. I didn't catch it the first time, so. I, I thought he was, yeah, I think he was full-on ready to kill the pink, Kingpin on the spot and be like, I am back as the big man, Foswell. He's such an unassuming-looking guy, the way he's drawn. The Kingpin is so much more intimidating-looking. Hey, Eddie, I noticed Foswell, you know, going for this big man thing. Uh, did he have a good deal going on with J. Jonah Jameson, like working in, again? Was he, or or just a better move for him to try to like unite all the gangs of the city? Like if you're if you're Foswell, what are you doing? I, I always thought he was gonna. It seemed inevitable that he was gonna come back. Work. Who who could really enjoy working for J. Jonah Jameson at any capacity? <laughs> like, I don't know. It was a really convenient way for Foswell to always be looking at crime, looking at criminals, looking around the city and seeing things. Uh, I, I thought that made him really good at his job. And I think J. Jonah Jameson true. values him. He, I don't think there's panels that say, where's that lazy Foswell? I think it's more like... Foswell get on this. Foswell get on this. Like it's like he's the way that he values Peter as a photographer. I guess that that is true, but it, it's just so easy considering that he was already at the head, arguably at the top of the crime. You know, all the crime syndicates at once that he could wait and make his move when he felt there was the most weakness or the most opportunity for him. I guess. <laughs> so let me sort of put a bow on this issue here. It's the issue that makes us think Peter's got a lot of stuff going on and we, we all have been reading about all his other problems and we think, why is he doing this? And they're like, let's give us one issue to say, yeah, okay, we know he really is unhappy. He can't go on his dates. He's got to deal with his aunt, et cetera, et cetera. But we're going to show you that he's still going to be Spider-Man and that's it. At the same time, we're also going to put Foswell, hey, what's Foswell doing his patch? You know what? 
he has ulterior motives as well. And I think there's another thing in here. I think there's a third thing. I think it's the relationship with him and Gwen and MJ. I think they're making some pretty good moves, and I know this is usually my area, but I think they're really trying to push Gwen that she likes him more because she keeps saying in her head, like, kind of make a move on me, dude. Listen to what I'm saying. Like, make a move. And he's always like, oh, and yes, I never could go out with you. And she's like, if you ask, you might be able to. And he's like, oh, I guess I won't. And she's like, I, I didn't say no. You did. So there's there's that whole line going as well. Do you, did you catch all that? Yeah, she hops on the back of his motorcycle. I mean, that's really big in my opinion. So she has been alluding like that for quite a while. It, it's clear that they're pushing, you know, pushing Gwen towards Peter and Peter's it kind of absent-mindedly falling into Gwen's arms. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if he is. I think he's just—he's just constantly missing it. He's such a doofus. He's—he's—he's <laughs> he's, he's, he's just not good about it, and he still—he even says, doesn't he say at one point, like, you know, hey, aren't you dating? You're dating Harry, right? And she's like, yeah. nope, not dating him. Yeah. You know, I mean, the—the the only way that this could be explained is that Peter really sells himself short, and it's like there's just no possible way ever. That such a, a looker like Gwen and I could be together, you know? Right. The, the, the That's li- the only argument you could make because he's such a doofus. So. <laughs> the, the line that – there's so many of them, but the line that probably hits it, he's like, how was the party? She's like, it was a disaster area without you. He's like, <laughs> hey, I kind of wish you meant on, that. Man. And her thought bubble says, oh, you lovable blind goof, can't you see that I do? Like that's – that's that's the biggest thing. So I think that's what this issue's about. You know, hey, Foswell's trying to be bad again. I mean, obviously the Kingpins, this is the Kingpin's first issue in Marvel Comics. I'm sure this is probably known as like first appearance Kingpin. But I yeah. think it's really, Peter's going to keep being Spider-Man, Foswell's going to go bad, and Gwen is really into him. You go back 20 issues, she hates him. You go back 10 issues, she's indifferent. You know, she's really into yeah. him. I think that's how, that's what I read in this issue. How about you? Anything else or can we move on past this? I, the only last thing is just that, you know, the old, the warehouse, the old warehouse. Uh, oh, yes. Watchmen, you know, there's this huge flashback that we get about why Peter is Spider-Man. And of course. It, it continuously, it, it it motivates him, Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Uh, right, James B? Yeah, thank God that's an old dude up there. If that had been the young <laughs> warehouse Watchmen, right? Right, he may not have had the flashback to Uncle nope. Ben. No, nope. and and the fact that he decides to jump into action without his costume to save this guy, the robbers are like, "Well, he's yelling for help. We're gonna have to throw him over the edge of the rooftop." And then Peter shows up as Peter karate chops the villains, and the Watchman says, "You probably saved my life." I'm thinking, <laughs> "Oh, was there something? Did you have another plan that we didn't know about, old man?" Because are a watchman like better fighters than we don't know about? Because he does say you probably saved my life. I'm like, okay, dude. Yeah. Prob- probably. <laughs> With since they were hanging you Maybe. over the roof. Yeah. <laughs> um oh, I was gonna say we have a game, but I've got to get through our sponsor business because we can't Oh yeah. So let How me get forget. Of course, Eddie. Uh, you know, usually when we do our sponsor, I always say something like, Eddie, I've got a sponsor for you, but I don't think I have a sponsor for you today, actually, Eddie. Oh, it's just one for the listeners out there. It is finally one that's really for hey. the listeners. So, yeah, you can you can you can add your commentary. Um, just be sure. I'm not talking to you. All right. So. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, hey, listeners of Let's Read Spider-Man. 
I have an opportunity for you. Are you getting too old to learn new skills? Do you need a job for older people, but you don't have time for training? Well, listeners, there is a job for you. You can try Rooftop Night Watchman. To prevent illegal entry, night watchmen oversee who comes and goes from the building of the premise. As a building's night watchman, you may be the only person on site during the overnight shift when someone is trying to steal stuff while you're guarding the roof, but that's okay. There's no noisy kids up there, right? Older folks might move slower, but that just gives you more of a chance to really look around being a rooftop night watchman. Older people are better at needing help and at yelling for help. And that's good because that could bring attention as well. Of course, be careful because if you don't shut up, robbers might turn into murderers, right? And someone might have to save your life before you get tossed off a roof. Probably tossed off a roof, you mean. Older people also don't sleep that well because they get up all night with bladder issues, so you're less likely to fall asleep, which is a real plus in being a rooftop night watchman. So, are you old? Well, if you are, we need night watchmen to guard rooftops all over the city. And ladies, don't think we forgot about you. This isn't the 1960s. Women are welcome to become rooftop night watchmen as well. See our ad in the Sunday paper or in Reader's Digest and mail in your paper application today. <laughs> Call, calling all the old ladies. <laughs> That's right. This ad, Jace, who gave this ad to you? This is our new... Oh, oh I'm an old lady. I'd like a job. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Eddie, oh, Eddie, I'm supposed to stay quiet. Make Eddie, sure you cut that out, James B. <laughs> Eddie, I just wanted to be clear that often the sponsor is something I ask you if you're interested in, but this isn't something for you. I don't consider you an old enough person to be a night watchman. You need to be an old person to be a rooftop night watchman. So, for example, what's, um, I don't know who's, uh, what, do you have any uncles or, or, or is your mom yeah. available? Like, is she my, working these days? Uncle? Yeah, my your... mom still. My mom is an incredibly hard worker. Is she old enough to be a rooftop night watchman? <laughs> I I probably qualifies, although I will not refer to her as an old person. <laughs> well, you might realize that that's who uh, that's who they have all over the city. If you remember the issue we just read, that uh, guy yeah, was no spring yeah. chicken. Uh, he was definitely not. <laughs> that that was for sure. But that that guy looked like he could be driving a bus or being a tailor. But nope. He was the rooftop night watchman. Possibly a former electrician. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Eddie, you were pretty well behaved because that wasn't meant for you. But there is something that is meant for you. And I have a, a short game. And it's something oh. unique we've never done before. All right. I love games. Now, I have to ask you to use your honor system in this game. No, I need no you to... Now, are you using the electronic version? I have a hard copy of this. I am, yeah. yeah. I have can, my electronic version here. Can you minimize your electronic version so you don't sure. have access to it for the game? Let me know when you're Minimized. Ready. Gone. All right. Eddie, I'm going to ask you uh, a couple questions, and I'm going to give you three things that appeared, Eddie, in this <laughs> issue. <laughs> okay. We're going to trivia the actual issue, so listeners who have just read it can play along with us. Oh, that's so, pretty fun. Very current knowledge. Yeah. So I'm going to give you three things that appeared in issue 50, and you're going to tell me which one appeared the most, which one appeared the least, and which one appeared the middle. For example, Ooh. if I had said um, appearances of, let's say, uh, Peter Parker, or I oh. said Aunt May, and I said Johnny Carson, you would say Peter Parker appeared the most, Johnny Carson appeared the least, and the one in the middle would have been Aunt May. Do you understand oh, how that works? Oh, I love this game. Great game. Okay, great. Let's see how you do. Here we go. In issue 50, 
Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man No More. Uh, three things are Peter Parker's rock-a-lickin' red bike, his roommate, Harry Osborn, and the kingpin of crime, the kingpin. I'm going to go for a rock-a-lickin' red bike, Kingpin, and Harry Osborn. All right. For most to least. Got it. You are correct. Hey, how about that? The, <laughs> Round one to me. Eddie, the bike appeared 14 times in this issue. Wow. Do, you, do you think that's a lot? That seems like a lot more. I was going to say half that many times. Yeah, that that's seems... a that's a, I think that's a lot. And I wanted to bring up the fact here that that bike was everywhere in this issue. Uh, the Kingpin of Crime appeared six times, and Harry a meager three. Uh, for those playing at home, if Harry's hand is in the frame, it counts. Okay, so anything, any wow. body part, you're in the frame. Okay. Now we're going to go with three people who appear a lot. They are Boswell, Jay Jonah, and Gwen Stacy. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to go for J. Jonah Jameson, Foswell, Gwen Stacy. You are correct once again. Hey! <laughs> Gwen Stacy, for all, for all I talk about Gwen Stacy, she only appears in eight panels in this issue, and that includes one that you only can see her legs as she's walking towards the bike, oh. but it is her legs because in the next frame, he's right next to her, and I realized it was her. Um, where Foswell and J. Jonah Jameson are really neck and neck. J. Jonah Jameson wins because of his TV uh, that, That's what I thought. I, I was not going to discount his TV face. Yes, his TV face and his TV appearances was enough to put him over the top. Uh, 16 to 14, though. A lot, you know, as, as much as essentially the bike. The, the issue is really Foswell, the bike, and J. Jonah Jameson. So you are uh, two for two with one left to go. If you get this one, you'll have a perfect score, and you can tell all your friends about it. Spider-Man with a web... Anna Watson or Mary Jane Watson? Ooh. Spider-Man with an actual web. Huh? Just define that. Spider-Man has a, has a frame where there's a web that he's shooting or swinging oh, okay. from or something okay. like that. Spider-Man webs. Okay. It could be anytime there's a web firing across the thing. I'm going to go Miss Watson, Mary Jane, Spider-Man with a web. You are three for three today. Perfect. <laughs> Go. I really didn't think I'd get that right. You did a great, you did a great job. Yeah, Anna, <laughs> Anna Watson <laughs> appears in five panels because she's a lot of the scenes right. with. Uh, yeah, sick. Yep. Mary Jane that doesn't is. have that many. She has three, and the first two, the first two panels, Spider-Man has he swings it on a web, and he's still swinging on it, and then uh, he doesn't shoot a single web the rest of the issue. Right. He's not fighting anybody as Spider-Man in this issue. So, no. What do you think about that? Did that bother you with the lack of webs? It was. It was an. It's interesting that the issue would have so little of that and still be such a good issue. Quite frankly, um, so no, it didn't bother me. It was fine. So you 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 did our game. Uh, there was one that. So you've won. You did a great job. There's hey. one more. There's one more thing I'll talk about. Not including the flashback. Okay. okay. Not including the flashback. I was counting panels where Spider-Man is in his costume and he's not punching or fighting. He's just. In his not costume. counting flashbacks. Yes, not counting this. Flashbacks. Not punching someone. Yeah, no. not in a fight because okay. it starts off. He's in his costume. I, I think it's like, I think it's going to be five times only. Yeah, that's a solid guess. It's 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 only seven. Very um, little. And and I was thinking about it while I was counting things. How if you buy a Spider-Man comic book, you're looking for a fight, aren't you? 
Uh, certainly, as a young man, that was what I was looking for. I Correct. still do enjoy the fights, but so if the total fights in this issue, I mean, it starts off with the fight against the mm. miscellaneous hoods in the beginning, and then there's the if you you know do you count the fight with Foswell fighting against the Kingpin? Yeah. You was, know? I mean, that was but, only like a one panel fight, and then the would be said, and then it's Peter Parker using his karate chops to save the Watchmen. Right, that's true. But there's a, has to be a little bit of fight. If there's no fight, you you, you can't have it. Yeah. So, so they, I, I mean, the, yeah, this issue was for the diehard fans because it was. You really got to know Spider-Man to understand why he would quit being Spider-Man. Like, you understand who Peter Parker is and what he's going through. Right. Although I don't so, like I don't like the term for the diehard fans. That's usually what they talk about the the garbage issues. They're like for the real no. diehards. But... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right. But, We've, I think we've reached the part of the podcast, Eddie, where we need to close things up. And <laughs> as usual, I'm looking at the uh, looking at the notes, and there's no close in the show notes. So this is when Eddie and I both flip through the book, and we look for some some line. I think I, think I got mine. I just thought about it. All right, go ahead, hit him, Eddie. Are you ready? Yeah. Never try to get a reward from J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Bye, listeners. such a jerk <laughs> i thought you uh thought he made a good point you were all like oh jay jonah's right spider-man's a menace i do I, I yeah i had two other things that i was gonna say about him being a menace too about spider-man being a menace or yeah, jay jonah james being a jerk no spider-man being a menace it's but that was a that was an earlier discussion I know. I didn't have time to fit it in the earlier discussion. <laughs> well, you didn't have time to fit it in. Like, you had time? Well, we, kind of. We moved on. So you, I didn't... I was like, you, well, I won't go back and rehash, you know. But you why. talked about you talked about your menace thing for, like, two minutes about how oh, Spider-Man's I, a menace. Like, you were, worse than, you were like J. Jonah Jameson. That's why I didn't want to rehash it with, like, another thing. Because <laughs> you, you felt that strongly that Spider-Man's a menace, that you had another two-minute well, monologue? We've never, we've never, like, I I gave it a serious discussion because, like, it's such a reoccurring theme, you know? I looked back through, like, the books. I'm sitting here with my mouth open. Like, you, do you really believe Spider-Man's a menace? No, like, do you I, really I don't be- really, I don't really believe it. But I do think, like, it's not an invalid argument that J. Jonah Jameson has. It's not a totally, like... I understand that. And I gave you that. I gave you the sort of the acceptable thing. I'm just saying it's like, do you have that much? You don't, you have that much more to go. Do you have like a packet of papers? No, of... no, I just, I just think, I think Spider-Man is, he, you know, the, the only other one like when we were talking about the criminals coming back, right. I thought, I thought of, you know, like those, there's like the punky kids usually that are riding like dirt bikes through the city or whatever right. and like the police the police won't chase them you know because it is a public you know that's, right that's a it's dangerous to the public for the police to chase those dirt bikers and although we like another one like we haven't seen it too often the public getting endangered by spider-man's battles with different villains we have seen it like several times i'll like, make sure that we would never danger to the public too when he fights a superhero just out yes, in the yes, open yes yes i'm gonna <laughs> 
Yes, we talked about. You didn't even know the Sokovia Accords. A couple of podcasts. I know. Ago. I looked them up. I went and read through them all, James B, because I yes. was ready to talk about that too. <laughs> Are you going to go like line up at the movie theaters, like with with, with your kids, and have like the Spider-Man um, equals Public Menace, like <laughs> shirt on and signs? I'm going to make a sign. <laughs> the Daily Bugle. I agree with the Daily Bugle. <laughs> I, th- yeah, I think you sure. do, I really, which is fine. It's I didn't realize this podcast was going to turn into like the <laughs> me versus you about Spider-Man situation. My goodness. Well, I, you know, I gave Would it you... some serious credence because I've always shrugged it off so much because it seems ridiculous. But then, you know, like it's it's getting out of comic book world is what the problem I is. Can, because, I can change the know. podcast title to Let's Roast Spider-Man if you want. <laughs> I'm afraid to tell you what happens in the. Ne- You're going to blame him for everything that happens. <laughs> Pretty much from now on. It's didn't you buy? Didn't you just get that book in the mail called "The Death of Captain Stacy"? I assume that's on <laughs> Spider-Man's head right now. Right? It could be. That could be bad. <laughs> you got to be like, I can't support this guy anymore. <laughs> Put him in jail. Put him in jail with his costume on, <laughs> right next to the vulture with his costume on. <laughs>